With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. A mouse problem, then go home and read every book you can find on the mouse. I've got two or three out there, plus a bunch of CDs and DVDs and everything else, because I have a lot of mouse problems, so I teach on that a lot. You've got to have the Word. We are changed by the power of God's Word. And our part is to study the Word. As we look into the Word of God faithfully, we are changed into His image from glory to glory to glory. If you continue in my Word, Jesus said in John 8, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen? So I changed my trying for trusting. And I decided that I would try to live the same way that I was saved. God, you got to help me. God, if you don't change me, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is it. If you don't change me, this is what you're stuck with. There's no point in promising God, oh, God, please, if you'll just forgive me, I'll never do it again. Please, God, just forgive me, and I'll never do it again. Why don't you just tell the truth and say, God, I trust that you will forgive me because your word says that you've already paid for all my sins. So I receive your forgiveness and I receive your mercy. And I'm just going to kind of be honest with you and tell you, if you don't help me, I will definitely do it again. And I'm not suggesting that we make no effort, but it's not a fleshly effort that we make. Amen? Is anybody in the building worn out from trying? <laughs> How many of you are just trying really hard to be a good Christian? You know, a good Christian is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as a good Christian. If we could be good, we wouldn't need Christianity. And I know, you're going to have to think about this a little bit. Any goodness we have in us came from God. It's not our own goodness. And any good thing that we do, we give God the praise for it and the credit for it. And we know right then I'll never do another good thing in my whole life if you don't help me. I'm talking about doing everything with and for God and giving him the credit and the glory. The same way you were saved, that's the same way we need to learn how to live. God is not for sale, and we cannot buy him with our good works. And when we do good things, God doesn't owe us anything because we did. Come on. Come on. If you, if you get up and pray the first two hours of every day and you read six chapters in your Bible every morning, God doesn't owe you anything. So then when you have a problem and God doesn't show up the minute you think he should, you can't kind of think about, well, no. I mean, I pray two hours every day. Eh? Better watch it. Better watch it. Doesn't it make you mad 
when God blesses somebody that isn't nearly as spiritual as you are? Because, see, we think if we're good, then God owes us. And we should be the ones that God just does everything for. But we need to get rid of that attitude that I'm going to do this so I can get something from you. Anything good that we do, you know, I remember one morning the Lord said to me, will you stop acting like you're doing me a favor when you read the Word? (laughs) I already know it. You're reading it for you. We're not doing God a favor. We don't get some kind of check marks on our heavenly works calendar when we read the when we read the Bible or when we pray. We pray if we've got any brains at all, so we can get help from God. <laughs> Prayer is a privilege, is not an obligation and a duty. And reading the Word is smart. It shows you how to manage and run your life in a way where you can have the most blessed life that you could possibly have. Now, let's look at a very interesting scripture, Luke 17, 7 through 11. I don't know that I've ever shared these scriptures from the pulpit, so here it goes. You say, "Uh uh-oh, a scripture she's never shared. Will any man of you who has a servant plowing or tending sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come in at once and take your place at the table? Will he not instead tell him, get my supper ready, and gird yourself and serve me while I eat and drink, then afterward you yourself shall eat and drink. Is he grateful, and does he praise the servant because he did what he was ordered to do? Now watch verse 10. Even so, on your part, when you have done everything that was assigned and commanded you, then you say, we are unworthy servants, possessing no merit, for we have not gone beyond our obligation, we have merely done what was our duty to do. Mike loves it. He's the only one in the building that loves it. So what's he saying? After you've done your full duty to God, after you have loved him with your whole heart, after you've served, after you've tithed, after you've been regular in church, after you've done all these things, then you say, God, I still don't deserve anything because I can never do enough good to earn your goodness in my life. And so I'm grateful for everything that you do for me. You see, when you don't think that you deserve anything, you get happy and grateful about everything that God does for you. Does anybody understand me? So, we want to work, but we don't want to get into works. Works of the flesh is our energy trying to do what only God can do. So here's what we do. We do what God gives us to do, and then we trust God to do what only He can do. And how do you know when you're in works of the flesh, when you start feeling frustrated? Because, boy, do we get frustrated when we're trying to make something happen that only God can make happen. I used to get so frustrated at Dave. So frustrated at my kids. I was mad at one of my kids because they were just like me, and I didn't like that. Because they were always trying to control me and buck up against my authority. That was my oldest son. And then my oldest daughter was lazy and sloppy, and I didn't like that. And my younger daughter was an extreme perfectionist, and I didn't like that either because she was so <laughs> She'd do her homework and just be in her room, and if she made one little tiny mistake on the piece of paper, she'd wad it up and throw it away, and I would be like, 
These are the things sometimes that it would be fun to just have about a three-day Bible study and just sit down and go through Scripture after Scripture after Scripture and let people ask questions and really get them a breakthrough in these areas. Paul said that I might be found and known as in him, not having any supposed righteousness based on my own works, but only that true righteousness that he can give that is received by faith and faith alone. Can you believe tonight that as much as you have done wrong in your life and as much as you will still do wrong in your life, that if you have received Christ as your Savior, that right now, while you're still doing things wrong, that God views you and sees you as his own righteousness. That doesn't mean that you do everything right, but it means that God has given you his right standing, and now because you have a seed of rightness in you, you will be able to produce right behavior as you continue your walk and your journey with God. I tell you what, I kept trying to be right. Trying to be right. I tried to read the Bible through every year with a bunch of other people in my church because I thought that would be right. And when an intercessor come to the church and she prayed every day from five to nine, and I tried to do that because I thought that would be right. God would be happy with me if I did that. And I prayed the first five minutes and then got bored silly and didn't know what I was going to do for the next three hours and 55 minutes. And finally had what I now lovingly call a prayer nap. Do any of you have prayer naps? I love those. And God gave me this example. It's actually something he spoke to my heart. He said, you know, Joyce, you're spending your life trying to get what you've already got. He said, it's like trying to get in a chair you're already sitting in. So I'm sitting in this chair. So now if I started trying to get in the chair that I'm sitting in, ourselves when we try to get what God has already given us. That's why we need to know who we are in Christ and understand the finished work of the cross and what he has already done for us. And we need to, while we're still not producing all of it, still believe that it's ours as our inheritance from God. We are not laborers, we are inheritors. Do do you know, and it just doesn't seem fair at all, that our children and grandchildren will get whatever money we have left and whatever property we have left that we worked for and we earned and we deserved and they're still get it. Almost makes me sometimes just want to see how fast I can spend it. Now, not really, I don't feel that way at all. Because I love them. And actually, I find myself trying to produce ways that I can be a greater blessing to them. Well, if we can feel that way in our human state, how much do we think that God feels that way about us? The will has been signed with the blood of Jesus Christ. We are inheritors. Amen? You 
have inherited right standing. Because Jesus is righteous, you get what he got. Let me tell you some of the things that the Bible says that we are to receive. As usual, I'm about four pages behind on my notes. Receive the Holy Spirit. Just take a few minutes every morning and say, Holy Spirit, I receive your fullness today. Strengthen me today and enable me to do everything that I do with a good attitude and good temper. And then just take a moment and receive. I think we think that prayer is nonstop talking. Take time and receive. I receive your presence, God. I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness. We don't take the time to do that. The Bible says, ask and receive that your joy might be full. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the word with meekness. As many as received and welcomed him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Receive forgiveness of sins. Receive the grace of God. Receive your inheritance. Receive mercy for your failures. Receive the result of your faith. Receive all the good things that God has created with thanksgiving, and you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Do you know that we receive easier from the devil than we do God? How many of you are really good at receiving condemnation and guilt? <laughs> okay, let me tell you a little bit about guilt. You know really what it is? It's our way of trying to pay God for the mistakes we've made. Who would dare to think that they could make a big mistake, receive forgiveness, and just go on as if nothing happened? I don't know about you, but I used to have my sins divided up in categories. Small, medium, and really big. A small sin, I'd only have to feel guilty maybe half a day. Medium-sized sin, a couple of days. But boy, if I did a really bad thing, then I was on a two- or three-week guilt trip. And God taught me, you're just trying, you're just feeling bad as a way of paying for your sins but they've already been paid for. <laughs> they've already been paid for. If they're paid for, then you don't need to pay. Amen? Oh, I guess I need to go slower. I don't know that you guys are really getting it. Well, you can't just do something bad and this, then just go have a good time. Well, I mean, if you really believe the word, I think from what I'm seeing, you can. And that doesn't mean you're not genuinely sorry. That doesn't mean that you're not really, really sorry for what you did. But if we believe the Bible, that he completely cleanses us once and for all by his blood, he removes our sin as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. 
And may I make a suggestion? Stop talking God about things that he's forgotten. Okay. We receive fear from the enemy. We receive his lies. We receive negative feelings about ourselves. We receive shame. We receive guilt. We receive discouragement. We receive depression. We receive disappointment. I am not going to spend the rest of my life being better at receiving from the devil than I am from God. I'm going to be a good receiver. God is trying to teach us that when we do something wrong, he would much rather that we receive his mercy than he try to give him a sacrifice to make up for what we did. Because we do that by faith. It's almost too good to believe, isn't it? I think probably this is one of the things that people love to hear the most when they hear the teaching of God's Word, is that they actually really can get over the things that they've done wrong and go on with their life and not even smell like smoke. Isn't it good to know that you can go in the furnace of affliction and come out and not even smell like smoke? Well, we do need to learn how to enjoy our lives and how to receive from God because the two go hand in hand. It shouldn't be easier for us to receive from the enemy all the negative thoughts about ourselves and our lives than it is to receive from God who loves us. Today we're offering you almost four hours of teaching on CD called Simplify Your Life. I mean, who couldn't use that? In the world that we live in today, we all need to simplify our lives. And also a great little coffee mug or mug for tea or orange juice that's got a great message on it just simply says something on the order of good morning, this is God, I'll be handling all your problems today, so I won't need your help, have a nice day. I think it'll get you started with a smile on your face. I always say you're going to buy a coffee cup from somebody, you might as well put the money into the kingdom of God and let it do some good work in other people's lives. We care about you, we love you, and I want you to have a really specially great day. God bless you. Being a Christian should simplify life, not complicate it. But in today's stressful world, we often feel overwhelmed. Jesus came to give us peace and rest in Him. And in Joyce's four-CD series, Simplify Your Life, you'll learn how to escape the worry trap and how to thrive even in the middle of stressful situations. This CD series, along with the Good Morning, This Is God mug, is available today for your gift of $30 or more. To order, call us toll-free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Moscow that would never come to church, old communists that grew up in the Soviet Union. For them, the word church sounds scary. We organize big concerts. We invite good musicians, opera singers, really nice professional musicians, and we invite all these senior citizens to these concerts. And, of course, we take care of them. We give them gifts. We give, buy them vitamins. We give them nice gifts and they end up receiving Jesus. That's the most exciting thing to me.
Joyce's newest daily devotional, Closer to God Each Day, will give you practical ways and powerful scripture to help develop your intimacy with God. God is waiting for us to determine the level of intimacy that we desire with Him. The closer we are to God, the more fulfilling our lives will be. Closer to God Each Day, a new devotional by Joyce Meyer. Pick up your copy wherever books are sold. You mean more to us at Joyce Meyer Ministries than you may ever know. We appreciate you, and we thank our friends and partners for making this worldwide ministry possible. Together, we're feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and presenting the gospel to the nations. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org today to share your prayer requests, find out more about our resources, see Joyce's conference schedule, and to join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. The Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida has just received another nomination from the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions for our stunning drama, The Fullness of Time Has Come. We're so honored to be recognized with a nomination for this prestigious award. We strive for the best here at the Holy Land Experience to inspire and renew people from the inside. Make your plans today to see this incredible drama and many more amazing things at the Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida. Hi, this is Josh McDowell. I am so appreciative over the years for TBN. They've given me, just as one individual, so many marvelous opportunities to share Christ all over the world. And I just want to encourage you to support them, pray for them, and give to them. And then pray that in every program the gospel will be clear and the entire world will hear. Here are two ways you can support TBN. First, create a living legacy by giving a percentage of your estate or a dollar amount to TBN through our estate planning program. Second, if you're 65 years of age or older, you can earn higher interest on your investments as part of TBN's Lifetime Charitable Gift Annuity Program. For more information on estate planning or charitable gift annuities, contact TBN's Living Legacy Department online. Hi, this is Jason Crabb, and I want to talk to you about one of the best-kept secrets in Nashville. TMC Recording Studio is a first-class, state-of-the-art studio. Equipped with the finest gear, TMC Recording Studio has everything it takes to get the best sound possible. It's the best of the best. So whether you're a professional recording artist or this is your first project, give TMC Recording Studio a call. Take the first step in pursuing your passion. Miracle Moments with Dr. V. Dilkemar. Lift your hands to my dear one and say thank you to Jesus. All the growth in the eyes have gone. Lift your hands to Jesus. Saturdays on the Church Channel.
Vicki Sharon, and welcome to The Word for Living. I am so happy that you tuned in to today's broadcast. My husband, Pastor David Sharon, is teaching a series of messages on living free from shame. And today's message is how to overcome accusations. Accusations do not come from God. The scriptures say that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. So we need to recognize accusations when they come and where they're coming from and not get involved in accusing other people. Don't get tied up with the devil and being an What you're called to do, you have to break it there. You have to fight it. You can't take the accusations. You can't do it. It's not going to happen like that. You have to break out of your routine and seize the opportunity, clear the clutter, and prepare your heart for what's next in your life. I'm going into the Word of God so that you can catch the tail end of what we've been talking about since yesterday. Take a look. Thinking according to your finances. The only thing you think is nice is at Target. Watch. If you see people who have escaped your budget and you find yourself turning up your nose at them as if it was inappropriate that they should drive or live or wear or go to school or have a degree or be married when you're not and you start hating on them, the reason you hate on them is that they remind you that there's something beyond where you are. And because you don't have it, you don't think that anybody else should have it this is how you comfort yourself in the prison, by trying to make me a jailer to your thought life. And to quote a wise lady that I heard, what you think of me is none of my business. What you think of me is none of my business. What you think of me is none of my business. In other words, just because you're willing to keep your mind in that prison, you're not going to drag me into that prison just so you would like me. Just so you would like me? Really? Just so you would like me? Really? 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 You mean you shouldn't go to this church because your friend said you shouldn't go to this church? Really? You, your thinking is on a budget. It's not just about money. I'm challenging your ideas of appropriateness. Your ideas of appropriateness are based on what you think and what you can afford. And do you not see that all of these are prisons that stop you from being creative, that drive you back home? Matthew 25. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. Jesus said, I don't want you to think about your life, what you're going to eat, what you should drink, nor for your body. Don't even think about what you're going to put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Take no thought. Somebody say, take no thought. Take no thought. Say it again. Take no thought. Say it again. 
Now, Jesus is not saying that eating is not important and drinking is not important. Your body's not important. He's saying don't let your thoughts be incarcerated by your circumstances. I want you to think beyond your need or you won't get beyond your need. Number five, let's model some creativity. Storm the gates. What do they mean by storm the gates? It's what we would call divergent thinking. It's throwing ideas, idea after idea after idea after idea at your circumstance. Storm the gates. With all kinds of ideas about maybe we could do this and maybe we could do that. Maybe I could do that. Maybe if I call Fred, maybe I need to call Sally. Maybe Sally and Fred got together, we formed a committee. Maybe we formed a committee, got financing from outside. Maybe we got some finances broken. Maybe we need a partnership. Storming the gates means throwing all kinds of ideas against the gate until something sticks. And you can't storm the gates if you are going to judge the ideas. So throw everything at it. Wise, smart, foolish, don't have the money, doesn't make any sense, don't even know Fred. Keep throwing things at the gate until it breaks. You're eventually going to think something that gets you outside if you stop judging your thoughts before you throw them at the gate. Throw all of it at the gates. Storm the gates. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're imprisoned in some area of your life you're not living your life to the fullest. You're not expressing yourself as you really are. People can't see who you really are. You're trapped in a situation living up to who they think they are, who they think you are rather than who you could be. They limited you and locked you down. And deep down inside, you've been pacing around like a lion in a cage, hoping that somehow or other you could get out of the gate. And I'm telling you right now to start throwing everything you got. Overtime, undertime, work time, beside the time, storm the gates, concepts, creativity, throw everything at it, storm the gates. That's spiritual warfare. That's spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare isn't laying on a rug, foaming on the carpet, beating on the carpet, crying and talking in tongues. Spiritual warfare is throwing everything you can get your hands at at your obstacle until you knock it down. Storm the gates. Spiritual warfare is taking the jawbone of an ass and seeing it as a weapon because you can't afford a sword. You say, I can't buy a sword, but I'm going to beat your hips with this bone until... Touch me, people, say storm the gates. I want a confessional right now. I want you to shake somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and say, I'm not living in that gate anymore. I don't care what it takes to get out. I'm coming out of that gate. I'm going to storm the gates. 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 I'm going to try this. And then I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to try the other. I'm going to storm the gates. If I have to lay it away, if I have to pay $10 a month, I'm going to storm the gates. I'm going to storm the gates. If I have to volunteer until I get hired on, I'm going to storm the gates. If I have to go back to school part time, I'm going to storm the gates. But tell every devil and tell every witch, I will not live behind this gate. If the leper said, why sit we here and die, then surely a 
healthy man ought to storm the gates. Touch ten people and tell them storm the gates. Let's model it. Let's model creativity. Let's model it. Let's model creativity. Let's show your kids how creative you can be. Let's show your job how creative you can be. Let's show your church how creative you can be. Swap your neighbor and say, storm the gates. And now our model says, break your own routine. We're going to break some routines today. Break your own rules. Get out the box. Do something you've never done before. Go somewhere you've never gone before. Go to a ballet, even if you don't understand it. Go someplace, meet somebody different. Break your own routine. Because in order to be creative, you have to draw inspiration from new sources. And you think you're not creative, but you are creative. You've just exhausted all the inspiration you could get from the routine that you had. See, when you get writer's block, you get writer's block because you're not getting inspiration. You have written about everything you can write about based on the experiences that you have had. And when you get in a new environment and you get a new atmosphere, you meet new people and you have new experiences and you become interesting again. You've been keeping the same routine for 20 years. You haven't eaten anything new since you were seven. You don't even know what it tastes like. I don't like that. How do you know? You can't be inspired with new ideas if you are entrenched in old routine. How many grocery stores there are in Dallas? And you've been going to the same one for 15 years? Do you know there's another restaurant other than one on your corner? Have you ever considered that your life might be more interesting or you might meet different kinds of people if you would break your own routine? If you would eat lunch in the park instead of gobbling it in the car? Could it be possible that you're boring? There is nothing. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask about it. I just thought I'd There's nothing as painful as locking up an exciting person in a boring life. After a while, the light goes out in your eyes. You don't talk on the level you could talk because there's nobody to talk to on that level. You don't try anymore. There's nothing in your life that challenges you to stretch. You're not good enough is very exceptional. 
So you never get to stretch to your fullest potential because you surrounded yourself with a normalcy that is beneath your mentality. Right now. Challenging you to break your own routine. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. So I'm going to run out here and I'm going to throw this little rock. I know it don't look like much Goliath. I know you're laughing at my finances. I know I don't have enough money to pull it down. I know I look small to you. I'm a little boy. All I got is a rock. But I'm going to throw my rock because my partner can't bless me until I do something. He said whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So little or not, here comes this rock. And when you throw the rock, God will send the power to make you effective. It's time to enjoy the race. Join young adults at Running Reckless 2015 with Bishop T.D. Jakes, Cora Jakes Coleman, Ontario Green, Samuel Rodriguez, Chris Hill, Keon Henderson, Stephen Furting, and Power Sessions with Real Talk Kim and Nick Nilsson, along with musical guests Kim Walker-Smith and Ty Trivet. Run toward the finish line with us on November 20th through the 22nd, 2015 at the Potter's House of Dallas. Secure your seat today at BrickHouseYA.org. Instinct versus intellect. Or where do you sense destiny is pulling you toward? Is your destiny pulling you instinctively to a place for which you feel ill-prepared? When instinct and intellect ride together, give the will to instinct. Instinct is given to guide you to what is meant for you. And intellect only validates the hunch you felt. So you don't want to be guided by the intelligence because facts doesn't necessarily mean truth. Come on with me. Facts don't always mean truth. You right now. Doctor can give you facts. But you can get on your knees and get some truth that says, by his stripes, I am healed. The fact is, anybody who's been through what you've been through should have had a nervous breakdown and lost their mind. The truth is, in spite of everything you've been through, you don't want to be guided by the facts. How many murder cases are solved on a hunch? You know how many creative things are done by instinct? This is what mm. I want. Is there something kicking in you? All urge right, man. Towards something, something you like to do, something you feel, some urge, some passion, something that, that you get excited about. Something when you're 60, when you think about it, you feel like you're 39. Something that when you do it, age doesn't hold you, and you start getting creative impulses. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Reach over and touch your neighbor and tell them, this is my year to be creative. This is my year to be creative. This is my year to be creative. Tell your other neighbor, I'm getting out of the box this year. 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to go somewhere that you wouldn't expect to see me. I, I'm getting ready to meet people that I normally don't run with. I'm, I'm getting ready to change my routine. I'm getting ready to wear stuff that I used to didn't think was me. I'm going to try some new outfits and some new hairdos and some new places. I'm going to meet some new people. I'm going to study some new hobbies and take on some new careers. And it doesn't even matter whether I'm good at it or not. I'm just going to have the experience so I can talk about it and be more interesting and be in a different circle. I am going to be creative. All the creative people make something Slap somebody and tell them I feel a change coming. I feel a change coming. Our next model says that we are to rely on the partnership. And this is where the church has got the edge. Because we are not in the fight by ourselves. We have a partner in God. And so if you will hew out the stone, he will do the writing. If you will press your way and touch the hem of his garment, he will do the healing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Tell them something's about to happen in here. I got a partner. I'm calling for backup. I'm going to do my part so that he can do his part. If I don't do my part, he can't do his part. So I'm going to run out here and I'm going to throw this little rock. I know it don't look like much, Goliath. I know you're laughing at my finances. I know I don't have enough money to pull it down. I know I look small to you. I'm a little boy. All I got is a rock. But I'm going to throw my rock because my partner can't bless me until I do something. He said, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So little or not, here comes this rock. And when you throw the rock, God will send the power to make you effective. So here it is, Lord. I'm going to bring my two fish and five loaves of bread. I know it's ridiculous against these 5,000 people. But I'm going to do it anyway because I'm relying on the partnership and I need something creative to happen. And I know that you can't bless what I won't bring. I know that you can't bless what I won't bring. So even though it's just two fish and five loaves of bread and it looks ridiculous against all of these people, I'm willing to bring it to see if you can bless it. Slap somebody and say bring it. Whatever it is this year, this is your year to bring it. Bring it on your level. Bring it to the best of your ability. Bring it even if it looks inferior. Bring it even if you have insecurity about it. Bring it even if it's not a degree. Bring it if it's an associate degree. Bring it if it's two college courses and a bag of M&Ms. Bring it anyway. Bring it. He can't bless it if you don't bring it. You have a partnership. You're not in this thing by yourself. The Lord is with you to help you, to make you succeed this year. And your partner specializes in taking little things and making them effective. Our model is leave space, creating a place for creativity to evolve. If everything's finished in the space you're in, if everything's nailed down in the space you're in, you have no room to be creative. 
create a space for creativity to evolve. Some of us are imprisoned by jobs, people, or circumstances that do not leave room for creative expression. While no one embraces any more respect for preparedness than I, it is equally important that our preparation doesn't become so idolized that our fraternity to it supersedes our ability to divine input. In other words, your life is so structured God couldn't get in it with a blowtorch. I went in a staff meeting with Oprah as we prepared to do the life class. And she, she said it this way to her staff. She said, don't lock it down too tight. She said, because I, I believe in leaving room for God to walk in the door. She said, every now and then, God just walks in the door. And if everything is locked down real tight, we didn't leave room for him to show up and bless something that we didn't even expect to be blessed the way it was going to be blessed. She said, always leave room for God to walk in the door. Now, I'm telling you, do you have any space for God to walk in the door? Do you have it all nailed down so tight that you didn't leave space for the exceptional, for the spectacular, for the supernatural? So their manuscript that they didn't leave space for God to walk in the door. And the spirit moved on their fifth point, but he couldn't move because they were so busy getting to the sixth point that they didn't leave space for God to walk in the door. Number 10, this is my final one. Acknowledgements. Creativity spawns when you have acknowledgements. In a book, there's a section in a book called Acknowledgements. It's acknowledging all the sources that you drew from to complete the project. If you don't have acknowledgement, you have plagiarism. To suggest that you got there by yourself is to disavow the one who helped you to get there. And in order to be truly creative, you have to be truly thankful. You have to be truly grateful. And you have to acknowledge God, wait a minute, and the people he used. Because mm -hmm. you do real good at saying thank you, Jesus, but you don't thank nobody else but him. But always acknowledge, because if you acknowledge people who helped you last time, they will help you again. If you acknowledge that you didn't get here by yourself, then it releases the power of God to operate in your life again. In fact, God said... Acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I will direct thy path. If you would acknowledge me for the doors I opened yesterday, if you would acknowledge me for the creativity I gave you last time, if you would acknowledge that the job you got right now, I bless you to have it. If you would acknowledge that I fed you even when you lost your job, if you would acknowledge me for the money I'm paying you now, then I would give you the money you've been praying about. But because you don't acknowledge me on the level you're on, I've given you writer's block. I've stopped up your creativity. You haven't had a great idea in a year. 
God says, because you don't acknowledge me, I've cut holes in your pocket. Made your money not go far. Because you said you couldn't afford to pay tithes. God said, I cut holes in your pocket because you didn't acknowledge me on the level you were on. And for me to give you more so that you can plagiarize that too? You gave it to them all. You gave it to your friends. And you sit in my house and say nothing at all. And you wonder why I don't bless you? And you wonder why I haven't given you a creative idea? And you wonder why I won't show you how to get out of debt? And you wonder why I won't give you a creative concept that'll heal your marriage? You have not acknowledged me on the level you're living on. Why should I take you to the next level? I'm out of time. I've got to stop. It's been a real joy to share this subject. It is important to me because God has used the information that I am teaching and that I'm sharing here to guide my life and has helped my church, and I believe it will help you too. So get the word and allow it to dwell in your hearts richly by faith. And if you are hungry for more, you want to subsidize what you're getting currently, go out and pick up a copy of my book called Destiny. I, I think it has so much more on this subject that will take you to the next step of transformational living. God bless you. Take care. We are supporting the mission of MegaCare. One $50 water filter can give clean water to a family of five for 10 years. Listen as this mother shares her struggle. I worry about my children. We get sick from the water we drink, but no one seems to care. We were able to help Sylvia and her family and hundreds more like her. Please join us in this fight to save these children. Power up for new ideas, new connections, new financial opportunities, and new breakthroughs. In Bishop Jake's new series, Secret Agents of Change. It hasn't been revealed yet. It's undercover. You're healed, but it's undercover. For your gift of any size, you will receive the message God Goes Undercover on CD from the series Secret Agents of Change. You are never by yourself. I'm always with you. I'm always in you. I'm always undercover. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Bishop series Secret Agents of Change on two DVDs. I have a God who's pleading my case. And I want to tell every devil, if you mess with me, you mess with the wrong one. However, with your gift of $120 or more, we will also include our Agents of Change Transformation Kit that comes with a travel mug, notepad, and transformed 30-day journey of change journal full of scriptures and encouraging words catered just for you, as well as a pen to help you log your transformation. Power up to be a blessing to those around you as we become Secret Agents of Change. recognized for what you have contributed is an amazing feeling. But there are so many people who take God's blessings and belch and walk away and brag and don't give him any glory. Hey, 
say that now. Um, in God's city. Oh. In all our ways. A movie is already in the works. I went to heaven. <laughs> Annabelle's miraculous journey. This week on Gospel Music Showcase, this multi-talented, enthusiastic group has a rich musical heritage. The thing that keeps us going is the fact that we feel like this music will impact somebody for eternity. You will love the anointed sound of the Jim Brady Trio, Saturday at 5, 4 p.m. Central. Wherever you are, Daystar has you covered. Watch us live on the web. Catch one of your favorite Daystar shows on demand. Or just...
thing that's challenging you in your faith, guess what? He can do that. I'll never forget. I was struggling with whether God could do it or not. But I did something. I asked God, hey, can you do that? And it's when we when we open up to God in honesty and prayer that God, he shows us just how big he is. Just how big he is. Hey! He can deliver. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you've been praying for a loved one. And they've been lost for so long, you don't know whether God can do it. But he can.
Alright, alright, alright. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Good morning. What's up, Lisa Brown, Butler, Tanish, Applehead? What's going on? Say what? What's going on? Who do what do what? I said nothing much was going on with you or anybody else who's on the line. Oh, I don't know. Why don't you open it? You'll let me know when you find out. I don't know. I might find out, and you might not like the answer, so I can't guarantee I'll tell you. Okay. Well, you know what? It's okay. I tell you, whatever it is, you probably heard way worse from me over the years, so. <laughs> All right. Mr. Richardson. Oh, I don't know. I thought I heard him. Why don't you go ahead and open us up with prayer, woman? Amen. Amen. Father God, we come before your throne of grace this morning. Thanking you for another day. Thanking you for another day that we have awakened. We open our eyes. We're in our right frame of mind or close to it. And we the activity of our limbs, and we still have a roof over our heads, and we reach our refrigerators, and we have something that we could eat to break the fast. Now, we just thank you for all of the blessings that you continue to bestow upon us on a daily basis, and those that are connected to us, oh God. We just thank you this morning. We thank you for giving us. A friend of mine, a person that into our heart, to call him on the line and to check on one another and to uh, come before you and to, to pray and to share and to uh, lift you up as we lift one another up, oh God. We thank you for the strength and the courage to do so. We thank you for the desire to press forward and the strength and the courage to press forward. It's so hard sometimes. And it gets so difficult, and sometimes we get off of our square, and we feel like we can't make it. We feel like we are losing our minds, and we feel like we can't to get ahead to be a snatch through the back of God. But we just thank you for giving us the press, the press, the press, the press to continue to go forward. And we ask this morning that you just continue to place in our hearts the desire to please you. We ask that you continue to place in our hearts the, the mindset to continue to press and move forward even when we don't feel like it. We ask that you just cover us, that you put a hedge of protection around each and every one of us and our family members and all of those that are connected to us and as we go and we fight this thing and as we move through this thing called life that you just put your loving arms around us and our families and our friends, oh God, so that as we go through these things that we are not stupid and that we are not just messed up in this whole thing, oh God, we just ask that you just purify us, just try us in fire and purify us and continue to just 
place your spirit down in our hearts that you just take out anything that is opposite of you, anything that is not of you, anything that is not like you, anything that is not pleasing to you, you ask that you just urgently remove that, that you urgently remove us from fleshly cells so that we are able to move forward in your spirit, oh God. We ask that you just give us the, the wisdom and the discernment that we need for the energy continue to hear your voice so that we are not operating in and ourselves. We ask that you are just we ask that you just continue to to place yourself, to place your spirit, to place our Holy Ghost all of these things for us that when we speak, we are speaking of you, that when we operate, we are operating in you, that when we uh, do things that we are doing those things in accordance with your will and what you will have for us to do all that. We just ask this morning that you just give us a double portion of your anointing. So we, oh my God, that you just give us a double or triple portion of your anointing this morning, oh God, because we recognize that this thing that we're trying to do, we cannot do without you. We cannot do without you. We cannot do without you. We need, we need you this morning. We acknowledge, we acknowledge our weakness as fleshly beings, we acknowledge your power as God, and we recognize that we cannot do this thing without you because so many things that we encounter and that we face, we, we naturally want to respond and operate out of our flesh, and we know that there is no good thing in the flesh of God. So we just ask that you just fill us up, that you clean us out, and that you fill us up, oh God, and we ask that you just uh, give us the right things to say and the right things to do as we go out and we come in contact with other people who may or may not know you, Lord God. It doesn't matter either way. We ask that you just, you know, continue to, uh, as we open our mouths, that your words come out as we continue to interact with others, that the things that are like you come out in our actions so that we shall not turn anybody away. We don't want to make anybody go away from you. We don't want to have anybody running away from you. Um, we want to bring people closer to you and spread your love, oh God. So we just ask that you just, you know, open us up and give us that wisdom and discernment that we need to do so so that we draw closer to you ourselves and that we bring other people closer to you in this walk and in this journey, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yoroko se shiroko mbrande roko se shiroko rombrande roko se shiroko rombrande roko se shiroko rombrande roko se shiroko rombrande roko rande roko se shiroko rombrande roko se hokarande roko se shiroko rande roko nde roko se shende roko hondra shiroko deka hokarande roko se shindrande roko se shiroko rande roko sadaka hokarande roko se shindrande roko se shindande roko saka hokarande roko se shindrande roko se shindrande roko saka hokarande Yes, Father, thank you for the word, for the anointing, for the courage, for the strength, Lord. 
Holy Spirit, you're the God that pour forth your life, mm. your grace and your mercy. Holy Spirit, move in a great and mighty way, Father. Help us to hold on to you, Lord. Help us to see and to seek you, Father. Help us to understand, Lord, that it's only because of you, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Nobody else, nothing else, you. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen us. Up. Thank you, Lord. Let us walk in the revelation of your word. Hayarombose, empower us to press on, equip us, keep us, teach us, love us, forgive us. Let us move forth into victory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 <clears throat> Mr. Richardson, is you on that line? Yeah, I thought I heard a brief, brief. You know how you have when you're driving. I thought I heard that briefly. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You want to go ahead and break out a prayer, dear? Lord, give me, not yet. I'm still trying to get dressed. <laughs> He's like, oh, jeez. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> I'm still trying to get dressed. That's a shame. I've been sitting down kitchen and doing, eating bowls, cereal, everything. Wait a minute. It's only where you're at 840. You're supposed to be at, at 7. So you're just running a tad bit late. Well, you know, remember I told you I wasn't going to change my schedule. You said why? I told you I wasn't going to change my schedule. Mm-hmm. So this is internship day. Oh, I know you said that earlier. Oh, okay. So you go there, you go there first. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know you said that, but I didn't know you went there first. Okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I went first on Tuesdays. So, yeah. I'm moving at my own pace. Wow. And all I can say is amen like the wall. <laughs> hey. Let me go back here and slap my child for the third time. Okay. Get a stick and poke it. So get a stick and what? And poke it with it. Good idea. Both of us up four o'clock this morning, so she went back to sleep. Now she wake up. Mm. She's moving around now. I guess she must have heard me. What time she got to be at school? 
You know, seniors is lazy. She got to be a school. Well, they got to be a school at nine. They changed the Chicago thing. So high schoolers oh. at nine, I think. Grammar schoolers were at eight. Hmm. Oh, okay. Not all of them, but she said. So. I think that's crazy. They did that in Georgia. Some years ago when the girls were still in high school, I think when Janai was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, under the assumption, you know, since high, the older kids, they move, you know, they are a lot um <clears throat> They sleep longer later, you know, stay up later, and they figure that their brains function better if they start school later. Some craziness. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. That's some little study that they did mm. to uh, try to um, validate or justify them wanting to stagnate the school the time school starts saying that the older kids should go to school later. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all making these kids lazy. They need to get their you-know-what up and do some. I agree. And then, you know, a lot of parents were uh, a lot of parents were not happy with the change of the school schedule because, you know, a lot of them have latchkey kids like, well, I know I did. Right. And so... The fact that the young kids got home early and, you know, they were accustomed to depending on their older child watching uh, the younger child until they got home. Uh-huh. And now, you know, for when they changed it, it led to, um, you know, parents having to, you know, find other means to care for their child or someone to watch their child. Uh-huh. Very interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand me, rather. What you mean? True. When that, when Jayla had to get up, everybody else was up. I don't care. <laughs> I can always find something for you to do. Okay. I, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Look, wash, your di- wash dishes. Matter of fact, get up and fix you something to eat. You always swear you're hungry. Use this <laughs> extra time to be productive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel Help me out. I don't have to fix breakfast for you. Go on in there and fix it. Mm. I told you what Morgan did to me, didn't I? Uh-uh. When she was... And, um, you know, mom was, so whenever Morgan's over here, I'd fix her breakfast and all this other stuff. So when April was sick, I went over there one day, and Morgan just going around, she went downstairs, fixed her own breakfast, and did this. I just looked at that child. I said, that little so-and-so. He let you spoil her. And uh-huh. And you to do it all along. Okay. I just, I didn't say nothing. I just looked and took note. Okay. I got you. <laughs> I said a word. I just took note. I got you. I got you. Oh, she thought that I was going to continue to be the hidden Chinese secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, I Look, I knew something then was up. Sneaking around the day doing stuff. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I got you. That's when they don't process things too well, though. Uh, uh, okay, that's what it is. Well, you know, she she didn't remember. She, you know, all she remembered was the fact that I was at my mom's house, and at my mom's house, this is what I do. Oh, 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 oh okay. Mm-hmm. But see, at my daughter's house, when I get there, you know, her mind and thoughts change with the environment. Mm-hmm. And house, I ain't going to do nothing because he always do it for me. Mm-hmm, yep, pretty much. She then process my dad is here at my mom's house watching me do what I don't do at his house. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. This is glad she gave away her secret. She all did. And daddy just took note. That's what daddy do. Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and knock these listers out. I might get to mine after I get in the car, so y'all can go ahead. All right. That's Lisa, you got a word or anything? Yeah. Um, well, you know. Not. Oh, no. What you just said. No, I just What? No, the skirt that I have on has on like the sheer, and then I have on there's a little underskirt that goes with it, but the underskirt is too far up. So I look down and I'm like, no, Jesus. I'm not even the wrong thing. Hold on, I'm not funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it could have went real bad. <laughs> if I had gone to work like this, it just. You know, it just wouldn't have been we. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, just what I would have to do today is just something. Like, get your fast and run downstairs and make it lunch now. Is, um, just, just getting, you know, what can I say? Us, us not, not just trying to figure out, you know, how to verbalize this, that's all. And the blog that I'm starting uh, is, is, you know, technically generally for women, but it's really for everybody. Is really a thought and a word for everybody. Um, and that is, you know, not in the midst of all the things that we go through, you know, during the day and in our lives, and this is men and women, is to not forget who we are, not to forget who we are as people, as men, as women, and not to lose sight of who we are in Christ, and um, not to get so bogged down in the stresses and the trials and the trials, that's nice trials and tribulations of life and just remember that while this journey does incorporate, you know, struggle. Because life is if you live this life you're gonna have some struggle. 
right? That's just how it is. I don't know anybody by this thing without having struggles. But to remember that we are also overcomers and we are also victorious. And that amid all of the things we encounter and all of the things that we go through, just not keep our focus on the negative and on the, you know, feeling downtrodden and beat up and burn up all the time, you know, to also remember that we are victorious as well, that God came and, and God uh, said that we are overcomers and, and that we are victorious. And so in that, you know, we do not lose sight of that fact, that we don't lose sight of who we are in him, that we still remember <clears throat> to walk and live our lives in such a way um, as to indicate victory and not defeat all the time. Um, you know, just kind of remember that, um, you know, he he came and he died and he, he ascended um, so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, we know that that you know that said or that is meant in a spiritual sense, you know as well, um, you know that we may now have an opportunity to go to the Father, so now we may now have the opportunity to not need a priest or an intercessor of that nature. Now we can go to God to, in prayer um, and pray for ourselves, so we you know have that direct connection to Him, and we know that it means that, but also. Um, you know, that that the life that we live here on earth, um, in the physical sense, um, that we should, you know, enjoy this life as well. Um, that the praise to him and that the coming to him are different things. I mean, we go to him, you know, so I can go to God in prayer, you know, that we go to him for, you know, things that we need or we have burdens, problems, questions. Um, you know, all of those types of things that we take that to him and we put it in his hands and, you know, we do all of that. But also, um, you know, to live um, as though we are victorious as well. Um, that it's okay to celebrate. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to, um, you know, take time out to enjoy ourselves and not forget who we are in him not forget who we are in him, and he does not want us to be just downtrodden all the time. You know, he wants us to to be joyful. That's why he left those gifts. That's why, I mean, that's why he gave us those gifts, you know, of joy, love, and peace, not to forget to um, embody those things and celebrate those things as well. It's a message that um, one of the messages that I will be sharing on, on my website um, <clears throat> and in my writings is that, um, so many people, you know, so and these are believers who are around me, and we have this because I went to the church yesterday, and um, you know, one of the the things that was mentioned was how we about a pastor was that you know sometimes we get so caught up in the negative and in the struggle and in the trials, and it's like we forget we forget who we really are in Christ, and we associate that with just you know. Uh, pain and, 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 and anguish and, you know, all of that stuff. And we forget about the other people. We forget about the other people. So, um, you know, I was just like to encourage whoever 
just under the sound of my voice right now, um, to just don't forget who you are in Christ. And, yes, you are an overcomer, overcomer and you are victorious. And, you know, just to remember to walk in that victory and walk in um, the spirit or the, excuse me, the gift um, that we have been left, that joy and that peace and all of those things, and just to enjoy life, even if you have to press your way to enjoy life, even if you have to, you know, uh, do something different or step outside of your normal routine or, you know, uh, rediscover, rediscover those things, um, the positive things, of course, the godly things that make you happy. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing that with because it puts a smile on your face and it draws other people to you as well. I mean, your spirit draws people, but your outward appearance draws people as well. Um, your your laughter, your smile, you know, all of those types of things. So, you know, just a word of encouragement this morning on a positive, um, in a positive wavelength to just remember who you are um, in Christ and um, just, you know, take a moment to enjoy life. That's all. Amen. Amen. Look at the good stuff, not the bad stuff. Well, yeah. You know, that's, I'm telling you, I didn't realize how prevalent that was until I noticed that, you know, the conversations that I have, like, oh, my goodness, you know, um, it's just always like, oh, I'm just going through and downtrodden, oh, God, and, you know, and I, I just, I said, God, can't, I don't believe, I refuse to believe that God wants us to live like this. I know that he tries us in fire, and I know that there are reasons why we go through the things that we go through, and I understand there's a testimony in the te- I, you know, I get, I know all that, but I do not believe that it is God's will for our lives to just be going through all day, every day of our whole lives, and just be, you know, crying and stressed out and wailing. And I know, I don't believe that He put us here for that. And yes, that's you know, I just don't believe that, and so. Um, I began to read and I began to, um, you know, consult with elders and I began to do those things. I wanted to make sure I wasn't just operating just out of my belief. And and I've discovered that, no, it is not just my belief. It is, in fact, true that sometimes we um, we get so, you know, caught up and wrapped up in the cocoon that we talk about that we forget that there's another piece. We forget that there's another part of this thing. You know, we forget that um, while God does send us through things, he also wants us to be happy and victorious, maybe not comfortable all the time. You know, he, there are times when we're not because when we're growing us up, growing pains are not comfortable. I used to get them in my leg, um, you know, and it used to hurt so bad. I'd be up, oh, my God, it hurts, oh, Jesus, why? You know, and it was growing pains because my body was growing. So it was uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable sometimes. So we're not saying it's supposed to be a barrel of monkeys all the time. But 
God does not want you in constant pain all the time. And so we have to get to a point where we begin to ask ourselves, if we are in that place all the time, all the time, we have to ask ourselves if, if all that we are doing is really in accordance with God's will or are we getting in our own way? Are we getting in his way? You know. Start on my list. Ah, crap. Smush the potato tomato. Confirmation. And think there's a number you have dialed. You cannot. Um, I'm thinking it's just, I ain't even moving. And the number you have dialed is nothing. So I said, thank you, God, for confirmation that what I'm saying is correct because the enemy tried to cut me off. Try to cut off the phone. What in mid sentence? Confirmation, uh. baby. Please. Oh yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Confirmation that sometimes we, you know, there are things that that we are doing that may not be in accordance with what God wants us to do that cause us to go through extra. Just extra, you know. Yep. So, you know, that's why it's so important that we, you know, um, make sure that as much as we can, you know, seek God, um, seek his counsel and make sure that, you know, we are doing things in, in alignment with what he wants for our lives too because we can't always say that everything is a test and a trial to make us that, you know, nah. sometimes we just not doing what he wants us to do because we doing stuff. We fix it. Or we just, you know, react, being reactionary. can pray now. I'm in the car. You need to pray. Them people outside of the car need to pray, although as she's driving. Yeah. Bless them all, Jesus. <laughs> Look, me as the driver and them as the pedestrian. <laughs> you know, I might go to a point system. Right. Right. If I go to a point system, everybody in trouble. Me and them. 
Oh, gracious God, our Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for being God. We thank you for being almighty. We thank you for being all sovereign, all powerful, all knowing. We just thank you for being God. We thank you for allowing us to open our eyes, lift our hands, lift our hearts, and have praise and worship in our hearts and on our lips, Lord, to just be gracious and thankful enough to you for allowing us to just step into this new day, to be be able uh-huh. to experience this newness of being with you and, and seeking you and uh, obtaining wisdom and understanding of what it is that you have for our life. Lord, I just pray that you continue to anoint our heads with oil and continue to grab us by the hand to usher us into the greatness that this day has, you know, has for us and that we have yet to even see or understand. Lord, I ask that you continue to order our steps in your word and your will and allow our hearts and minds to be open to embrace you and what you have for us. Lord, I ask that <clears throat> if there are any things that exist in our spirits that should not be there, I ask that you remove it and you replace it with um, your word and you replace it with words of motivation and encouragement that continues to have us strive to stand firm on your word and to understand that we are conquerors, that there is nothing that has been established in this world that we are unable to conquer through your word. <clears throat> Lord, I just ask that you continue to touch our hearts and our touch our lives that, Lord, that we continue to have individuals that don't know us in the part of their sin, be able to see beyond who we are physically and carnally to see you. Lord, I lift the prayer shift in ministries before you this morning, thanking you, Lord, for allowing this this vessel, this thing to exist where we're able to fellowship with one another, have exchanges, and share your word, share your words of wisdom. And even in times, Lord, share our concerns and worries that we're able to exchange with one another to have our spirits uplifted and our minds opened to you. And understanding that we can do all things through your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. I also list the prayer shift and ministries family members up, Lord. Thank you for the lives and those um, vessels that you have us to interact and to exchange with, Lord, that we learn our life lessons. And oftentimes we even learn to anchor, have our souls and spirits anchored in you and your word through our family members. Lord, I just um, ask that we continue to intercede, Lord, on one another, uh, on behalf of one another, that our lives will be so ever strengthened and uh, re-energized, understanding that, the journey that we have, that you have us on, Lord, that there is work to do. I ask that you strengthen our body, souls, mind, and spirits to endure. I thank you for my children, Lord, and I I 
ask that you continue to strengthen their lives and have them um, walk the path that you have so destined for them to walk. Lord, I pray that they continue to seek counsel and guidance with you to understand who they are, Lord, and who you've created them to be. I ask that you continue to bless them collectively as well as individually. I lift before you my brother Carlos, Lord. I ask that you continue to strengthen his body, strengthen his spirit and his soul and his mind, Lord, that he's equipped and that he will get through this process that he is going through victoriously. Lord, I ask that those demonic spirits that think that they have a hold on him, Lord, I I pray that you remove those from him at this particular moment, Lord. I pray that his family is covered and protected and strengthened, Lord, and that they are encouraged to continue to support him as he uh, goes through this journey as well. And it's in your son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, since you brought it up, I'm going to pray for your job. Oh, I didn't didn't even pray for them, folks. Amen, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Mm. Oh, Father God, boy, right shit. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, that's the thing. Okay, now, Father, y'all don't mm. Mm. Yeah, Okay, recognize that you're covered. What we were talking about earlier is correct, but recognize that you're covered. You don't have to get upset or worried. Just continue to do what you've been doing. And watch the enemy. Now, there is something, though. We can continue to just to praise God for the turnaround. We can praise God for the breakthrough. We can praise God for the protection. We can praise God for the revelation. Father God, just continue to pour forth your anointing and your strength, Father. Let this woman of God be able to stand and to stand there for in spite of all, Lord, that's going on in her life. In spite of all that's going on in our heart, Lord, this is woman that I've encouraged, Lord. Recognize that you are her source. Have her, and you will keep her. She's a blessing. That is formed against Father. They may be formed, but they will not prosper. Pull out every fiery dart and quench right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless her, and you're cursing those that curse Father. Yes, you are, mm. Father. Is your word, your word, that is your word, <clears throat> that is your word, and it shall not come back to you void. Have a hedge of protection around her and her family, and all that she's put in her hand to, Lord. Father, and you're keeping her safe. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 You know, it's so strange that you, you know, mentioned my job, you know, even though, you know, it was an oversight of mine for whatever reason. <laughs> but um, when we were listening to T.D. Jakes and um, he stated fact is not truth, mm. 
man, you know, I two a couple of things crossed my mind. You know, one is when I told you about this, you know, this newfound career path that I'm on. You know, and I've been telling you, you know, um, all the time as I've been sitting through these years of this curriculum for um, clinical mental health and just counseling as a whole how it's a bunch of garbage. You know, what they're teaching you in class, you know, um, it was revealed to me through this whole um, process that it keeps people where they are. They're not really teaching and promoting uh, mental, emotional, nor spiritual wellness, but it's almost like a revolving door, a continuing cycle of, you know, remaining in whatever that thing is that they're in, you know, and I just found it very bizarre, but um, because they've set precedent for so long, it's con to be a fact, you know, yes. with all the theories and the modal and the modalities that they suggest or that they've put in textbook form and done all these various research researches about, you know, it's considered to be fact and it's also considered to be truth because of the way the world this this system that we live in is created. But, you know, for me, you know, at class number one, I was like, okay, God, some got to give. Some got to give. So, you know, fact was not truth for me. And the same thing is in my workplace. You know, they've allowed people to establish themselves, you know, professionally for such a long time, but it's been on the foundation um of things that they've created outside of the pub, the policies, you know, and the foundations of, you know, the local government. But again, though it may be fact, it's not true. And it, it and that's a big thing that um that's going to be a hard thing for um people not um of God to be able to understand and even follow in their thought process let alone try to walk that out in their lives. Ask you, do you think it's because they don't know or do you think it's purposeful that it's put out there that way? Shoot, I think it's a combination. Combination. You know, it's purposely put out that way simply because you know, when we look at how, you know, we look at this spiritual warfare, you know, we're we're led. You know, you and I talk, to, talk about several times, even being born in sin, it is the world's way to have people, in a sense, to be um, led away from God and God's word. And it is what we are conditioning ourselves to believe and understand and accept what it is that we see and walk and breathe, eat and live, you know. So it's very, it's a very, very interesting thing. So it, I think it's purposely, and then there are some people who just don't know. But there are some people who choose not to know either.
You know, when you say knowledge is power, you have to decide to stand on a certain side, you know what I'm saying, of the fence to choose not to want to know some stuff. you were talking, what also crossed my mind is a lot of these Darwins and Marxists and all of these people, uh, you uh, know, formed all these ideologies, you know, so basically belong to the same clubs and same organizations. So, Of course. And, and so a lot of these things that we built, all, like you say, all these modules and all these other things, some of them publicly... Uh, openly, well, secret openly, amongst themselves, I say it like that. You know, mm-hmm. into straight satanic worship, and some of them are just in different, you know, different scenarios or whatever. But but a lot of them, they, 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 you know, they hung around each other and had the same ideology. Right. And, and you know, things become truthful if that is your mindset and your way of thinking and way of doing so it does become truthful, and it also can become a fact because that's the way you have been conditioned to do things. Right. It becomes truthful, but that doesn't mean it's, it becomes truthful because you accept it as being true, but that right. not, does not make it mean the truth. Right. And see, that's a, that's a major difference there, being truth and being the truth, because it can be truth according to your experience. It can also be, can you may also consider it to be a fact based on what you know, not understanding or realizing that your knowledge is uh, limited. And so can your experience be. Well, see, now, since you're going to come back up with facts, that's what I say all the time. Can't let the facts get in the way of our faith when we're trying to stand and believe for something. And you can't ignore the facts because they are facts. Right. And and that's the thing that a lot of us children of God do. We, you know, we trying to have this. You know, regardless of whatever's going on, faith, which, but ignoring the facts and acting like they're not there. All right, all right. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta let our faith care. And I'm talking to me right now. (laughs) You know, knows I'm talking to me Uh right now. I got, we gotta let our faith carry us over in spite of. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wait, wait. Now, since, since I'm there. And, and, and since we talked about TDE, and since he was on this morning, especially when your when when your faith can say, because he was he was talking about the lepers outside the gate, Uh-oh. their faith in the, making a decision to get up in spite of save the village. Uh. So then that takes it in a whole nother realm when it ain't about you. Right. Now nah, I'm going on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no need, though. Ain't no need to go on mute. Hell, I can't hide them. Now. <laughs> right. You know, and you have to look at facts. But, see, you have, you know, I'm going to tell you, the fact is God is real. 
But it's also a fact that the devil exists, and he has a kingdom and he has an army. But the most profound fact is that he does not have the power that God has. So it's very important that you know the facts because you begin to, um, that's where you can begin to know what you're dealing with and how you need to actually, you know, situate yourself or arm yourself you know, to navigate through this thing called life. There are a lot of messed around. You you said the fact is that God is real. I tried to hit the mute button so quick I pushed. <laughs> <laughs> I like come on now, now. oops. <laughs> right. So you know. You're right. There are various facts that are out there that hold to be true. But hey, you know, if you, you know, if we choose not to um, become um, wise, we choose not to gain the knowledge, you know, that will, um, you know, help us um, fight these facts that are not true for children of God. Then you could be lost up in the system. Easily. In a system that is designed to take you down and to take you out, it's designed that way. <laughs> well, and see, you're talking about take you down and take you out, but you also, you know, before you get to the take you down and take you out, you're talking about a, a system designed to cause you to be confused. Oh, Lord Jesus. Mm. Because the ultimate goal is to take you down and to take you out, but there are definitely steps prior to the taking mm. you out. Mm. See, they have to start. They have to create such a turmoil, you know, mm. within you, so that you are so off kilter that by the time you mature in age or time, you're so conflicted with your own thought process, you can't get. You can't get out. Oh, Lord. Stop telling my life story. Oh, Jesus. Because mentally, everywhere you turn, there is a brick wall or a closed and locked door. And I promise you, they can put the door right there before you with the handle on it, give you the key, but because you're so conflicted within self, you don't even have the wherewithal to stick the key in the hole or to twist the knob to walk the hell out the room. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. And wait a minute, that's been proven as, what is it, the, the dog, Pablo's dog or whatever. Uh-huh. That, that, that theory's been proven, so, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. So I might, the goal is to confuse you in such a way, you know, that even if I put you in a, in a position that all you have to do mm. is just walk out, I still give you the free will. Mm. But because you're so confused in your mind and your spirit, you know, and let, let me go ahead. Let's go back to the principles that you were talking about. You're so confused in your body, soul, and spirit. Mm. Physically, you can't even move. Oh, Jesus. Get up conflict. 
Physically, you're stuck. You're physically paralyzed because mentally and emotionally you can't even process. So you can't even, you, you don't have that strength or power or courage to tell your right leg to lift up and walk the hell out this room. Oh, now, wait a minute. Now, you know where you just went? Remember that conversation we had the other day that I said when I was literally forcing myself to do something? Heard the complaint. Right. Oh, Jesus. Right. So that, and you know, and, and it's a crazy thing because it weakens your will. So, yes, that's a powerful thing, you know. I was just, when you was talking, too, I was thinking about the Willie Lynch letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you talking about, yeah, you talking about brainwashing on a whole, whole new level. Wait a minute, that ain't brainwashing. That's, like you said, that's spirit, soul, and body washing. Right. But, see, you know, to the layman who have yet to even understand that <laughs> aspect you minimize it to brainwashing, reconditioning mm. your thought process. Mm. And that's why it's so um important in the word in the in the word of God in the body of Christ, the renewing of your mind. Ooh, come on now. Mm. Girl, you can preach it up in here today. Show enough. Who is that, Erica? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's Doctor Doctor Erica. <laughs> yeah, you keep it. Keep going. I'm shoot. I might not need to go to Bible class tomorrow. <laughs> Man, it's you know it's a it's a serious thing. It is. Yeah. It's a serious matter. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Well. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. He was like, Lord. You know, and that's how it comes sometimes. I think I mentioned on a call before, you know, I, oftentimes I sit and I people watch. Mm-hmm. I do, too. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, you know, and it's not just to watch people, but, you know, when you grow in Christ, you see beyond the carnal eye. Mm. And you be like, and, you know, and because I'm such a, uh you know, I, as you say, I remain in my head so much. I'd be like, Lord, I just wonder what they think and what they see, Jesus. Why? Yeah, or do they see it all? Right. Or like you said, or do they want to see? Oh, uh, yeah. And then, you know, and I can honestly say, uh, sometimes I, I've come to the, you know, conclusion that, um, when we're looking at the homeless population and a lot of the, um, you know, abused and, and um, mental 
the ill population, a lot of them people have seen too much and didn't know where to go for cover. Mm. Checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't too much, felt too much, and like you said, had no cover. Right. Right. Yep, yep, yep. And it was too much to even fathom. Right. And like you said, Lord, I don't even know, uh, you know, I don't even know what to do. I'm going to check out of this camp. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm off my soapbox for right now. Yep, yep, yep. Well, let me do read um, uh, my list so we can knock out these lists. My daughter's not going to school. She just informed me. Oh, why she ain't going to school? Because she said by the time she get there, they're going to put her in something. She's going to be sitting looking at the wall or something, whatever the hell she said. I don't know. Y'all need me to come to Chicago. Girl, you, now is not the time. <laughs> uh, well, well, now you thought about that, you know you might be right. <laughs> Keep your popcorn. Don't come down to the first row. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh Lord, I'm 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 mm, mm, nah, I ain't gonna come I'm gonna just do my list. How about that? <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pam was even like, I don't know if I'm coming over there tomorrow. What's <laughs> I'm going to wait for you to call me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I understand. Hey, you know. That I do, honey. That I do. Hey, hey. Uh, all right, but anyway, speaking of such, let me do these listicers and get them done. Mm. <laughs> get your head hurting over here. You got you got enough for your head to hurt over where you at. And do. Oh, Lord. And do. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think I'm going going to internship and listen to the group people. I don't know who's gonna be better. Uh, my drug addicted clients or what? Lord. <laughs> uh, I wonder. I got three masses and arrow things for Haraka Shiroko, Rambrani, Gosesh, 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 Goses
My Brad Hernandez, I'm gonna shoot a good station, 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 Yolanda Smith, push it to the station, the station, across to the station, the station, across to 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 the station
about homework or anything. You're 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 still great. Okay. You you're fine. <laughs> You'll be able to tell mom no worry about school, okay? You just get better. Sorry about that. Hello? Oh he's changing phone. Hmm? changing phone. Oh, he's changing phones. Oh, okay. Right. I always think I'm on mute, and then I realize I forget that I put you. I did not put you, and then I end up screaming and you all. I gotta yell some more. Hold Okay. All right. Where we at with the list? Uh, did mine. Erica did hers. We got the rest of them to do. Abuse, addiction, deceased in hospice, congregations and churches, missionaries, prisoners, sick and shut in and unsafe. Anybody want to do a list? Uh, hold on one second. What'd you say? I can do it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. You want to do a list? I can do one right quick before I do uh, I will take, um, I guess, yeah. you know, I, 
so I can take whichever, what's available. Do you have addiction still Unsafe, sick and shut in, abuse addiction, deceased in hospice, missionary privilege. I did not go to the same time. We come before you this morning, listening up to you among us and with the We ask that whatever, whatever it is that has taken over that person's spirit, mind, soul, and body to make them think that they can get a comfortable just remove it. We ask that you remove it and that you take the desire for it out of their lives. We ask that you mend, that you fix any hurt and harm that has been done as a result of that addiction. And we ask that you fight those desires, those desires, those unhealthy desires and wishes for whatever it is. We ask that you remove them, that you place, that you replace them with your Holy Spirit and desire to seek you, oh God. We ask for those who have been abused, I mean, those who are the abuse of life, we ask that you just remove the desire to be the recipient of those treatments, and we ask that you remove the desire to inflict those treatments upon somebody else, whatever it is that's the root of the situation, because we know that the action is just it's just nothing but a manifestation of a dysfunction of spirit, oh, God. So we ask that you just remove the action and that you go down and that you do the necessary surgery to remove whatever it is that is at the root and that is causing those ashes and that you fix it and that you tear down the old and that you rebuild from the ground up anew and make and mold the way that you will have them to be, oh, God. We ask that you just cover the children and the family members and any friends, anybody who is affected by all of these types. Oh, God, we ask that you just and that you just heal, that you just put your arms of love around these individuals and all those that that you just heal, that you go in and you just heal everybody, oh, God. We ask that you also cover those who are we just ask that you go out and cover the missionaries and the churches and congregations. We ask that you just keep everybody's mind, heart, and, 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 and spirits focused on you and that we not lose sight of We do the things that we do. We ask that you continue to give us strength and encouragement to go forward with your word and just to show love that we show your love your spirit to all of those who we also ask that you point us that you can love and show ourselves that you expose anything in and of ourselves that is not as it should be so that we can change inside out so that right so that we can walk in accordance with the way that you will have us love so that we will be the proper and correct and sufficient life for other people. Oh, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Was that for abuse and addiction? That was for abuse and addiction and congregations and ministries. Because abuse addiction and what? And the congregations and the members and the church people. <laughs> okay, girl. Like, okay, she kind of going around. Okay, then. So, I right, cool. We got prisoners, missionaries, speech and hospitals. Um, I need the church, the missionaries, and the music. You need the church, the missionary. Oh, so we got speaking hospice and the prisoners. And who? The Seaston Hospice prisoners, unsaved, sick and shut in. Okay. All right. I can go. I'll go with um the Father, we live before you with a sick We ask that you that you feel them right now. We know that you are the ultimate doctor and whatever the affliction is, we know that you can heal it, oh God. If you we know that you can, if you just see fit to be so, oh God. We know that you have all power in your hands. We know that you are omnipotent. We know that you are omnipresent and we know that you are all knowing, oh God. So Anything that is going on with any of our bodies, you made everything. We know that you made us and you made everything. So at any moment in time that you see fit, you can command the body. And not just those who are physically um, ailing, but mentally as well. We have a lot of people who are shutting because they are themselves in a mental hospital, oh God, who who have um, mental illnesses that they are dealing with as well. So physical that you come in right now and that you heal, that you heal, that you heal, that you heal. And until that time, do you see that you heal? Just ask that you put your brother on the line. You are with me, oh God. Sometimes people who are sick and shunning, they feel so lonely. People come by and see them. They feel like they've been forgotten. They feel forsaken by family and friends. And sometimes they feel God, we ask that you give comfort, that you remind them that you are ever with them, that you are ever present, that you will never leave nor forsake them. And we ask that, you know, you put it in the hearts of those who love them to come by and see about them. Come by, you know, and let know that that person needs to know that they are still there. Give them a call. Come by and, you know, bring them a meal or just sit and talk with them so that their hearts are filled, so that they know that they have not been forgotten, oh God. So again, we just ask for healing. We ask for love. We ask for your protection. We ask for you to cradle uh, the sick and the shut-in with your with your love, and that you ease that you ease their pain, both their physical and emotional suffering, oh God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Oh, we got left. Um, prisoners, did you do that one, prisoners? No, I didn't do that one. Huh? I didn't do that one. Okay. Um, we come before you this morning, listening to those who are in the hospital, 
um, both in the physical sense and the mental sense, oh God, in the spiritual sense. Sometimes we forget that our condition is not just physical. We have those minds that we have to attract to the place where you can't get out or you feel that you can't get out and there's no way out of them. We ask that you bless um, these individuals, no matter what type of prison that they may be in, oh God, what we ask that. Whatever is that led to that particular situation, Allah, we ask that you just correct that situation in whatever way that you see fit. We ask again that you know that, that once you have been placed down inside of a person, change and turn around. But we ask that you do that. We ask that you just come in and you change and you shift, and we ask that you um, just bless and you, you, you heal anybody of their actions, oh God, whether it be their children, those who were the recipient, unfortunately, of the actions, God, we just ask for forgiveness, forgiveness and healing, forgiveness and healing, restoration, transformation. We ask all these things for all involved because we know that even though certain things may take place, we know that good can come of it. We know that good can come of it. We know that as a result, um, I have to take this call. I'm sorry. We know that good can come of it. We know that lives can be transformed. Hold on. Hello. No, I don't know why she did that. She had a lot of things in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she has her much. Yeah. She's cold. Thank you, Mom. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. So we just ask that you just, just continue to cover and heal all involved, whatever imprisonment that they may be. And we also ask for those who have been falsely accused. We know that there are so many people in prison who have been falsely accused, who have been accused of things that that they did not do. Um, We just ask that you give them just the wherewithal to to just hold on while their innocence is being proven. We just ask that you cover them and that you just watch them because that's got to be so hard to be sitting in a situation like that a situation where you did nothing wrong, where you've been falsely accused, that you've been made to suffer, and your family is being made to suffer. So we just ask that that you just cover them and that you bring to light whatever evidence needs to be brought to light, brought to light, so that they can be exonerated, so that the world will know that they are innocent. So in all these situations, we just ask again for transformation. We ask for restoration. We ask for reformation. We ask that that you heal, we ask that you change, we ask that you just fix, we ask that you just come in and create good from situations that have started out to not be good. We know that you can t- change all things around for your good, oh God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank <laughs> you. 
right, I think that's it. I'm gonna be off the phone for a minute, and then um, come on and finish my my three listuses and and stuff. So I'll be back off in I'll be back on in a minute.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.